Hi, you're listening to On the Podcast with me, Keeti Prada Balaji. You can find this series on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all that shit. Pun totally, totally intended. You can also stay tuned to updates by following on Instagram as well as Twitter at On the Podcast. But before I forget and before you forget, smash that follow button. And I hope you have fun listening to what we have to discuss in today's episode. Hi. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Prem, Prem Sylvester. I am 24 and I am... a formally should i say formally or no i i'm kind of i'm someone who's uh, grown up in a lot of different contexts and places i am an indian kid in who grew up in saudi arabia spent my first 18 17 years there then moved to india did my college here did the generic uh, engineering route for four years decided that that was definitely not my thing halfway through and now i am here uh you know ex- having explored a bunch of different career paths and eventually landed on a more academically oriented research and along the way i have also changed in many ways personally prime one of which is my physical appearance in terms of my weight i was uh, a the quote and quote fat kid for 18 to 19 years uh around the age of 20 to 21 is when i um decided to uh, undertake the weight loss journey so to speak and i in my first year ish i lost about i am measuring it right uh 19 kilos so wow. that was <laughs> so that was an interesting change of um in a lot of ways and uh, so i think that aligned in many ways that change aligned in many ways with where i was kind of figuring out my professional and academic life too so i am now in a good place and uh, it is i have met a lot of interesting people along the way kpb being someone i have <laughs> met virtually very recently but uh, someone who we immediately hit off and it's nice to be here talking to her hello Tell me a little bit about, um, you know, what exactly drove you to want to, I guess, even lose weight or change the way you looked, or was it, um, yeah. you know, was it primarily a lot of um, outside influences? Was it more from like internally? What what kind of drove it? Mm-hmm. I mean, so I. grew up in so as i said i grew up in saudi and it wasn't really a thing there i mean it was it was one of those things that you like i didn't quite realize was um you know an a, a, a sort of a thing of not exactly being an outlier but more of a sense of um like saudi in very crude terms is a very heavy country a lot of people there are overweight I mean, it's it's not really considered something, uh, you know, uncommon. But when I was hitting um, high school, that's maybe around ninth to tenth grade, uh, along with some other uh, mental health issues, I was also 
you know, the standard high school bullies came into the picture and there was there was a bit of there was a time when i didn't realize i was being affected by the references to my weight and my appearance as much as uh, i was so that kind of just receded into my uh, subconscious so to speak. but when i made it to college in 2014 i i was basically in a space of getting used to uh, because the, because of the move for the country i was also getting used in a lot of ways to life in general so uh, along the way you know you have the general college stuff you have people uh, you know uh, being more because in school you're wearing uniforms and here you're wearing your own outfit and uh, so that kind of took me a while to realize why uh, certain people were looking at me a certain way or making assumptions about how who i was or making judgments about the way i dressed and the way i looked purely because of uh, my weight and mm-hmm. so then the joke started you know uh, adding up and everything it was a certain point i think in 2016 2015 2016 when it became like like even if i was making progress on a personal front people were people feel comfortable passing judgment on who you are because of the way you look yeah and yeah and so i felt like that was like i didn't want that like i really i recognized that i could just choose to ignore that and you know keep working on who i was you know intellectually mentally or whatever but mm-hmm. for me it also it was it, it was not a you know a very healthy response in the sense of i wasn't like oh i'm doing this for my for myself honestly mm-hmm. i i did it because uh i started on it anyway because i wanted to look better in the conventional sense as well as i didn't want people to look at me and see just the fat guy mm-hmm. and and you know in in the most generically you know adolescent common i mean college sense i wanted to you know have romantic prospects so that was it was that factor that um that really pushed me it, it was it was just a, i just decided that i mean i had a treadmill at home for the longest time i was like i think i should use this sometime and right. uh, yeah so i just began and once i did and it kind of became a rhythm it it just happened like uh, the first couple of kilos i lost in a few months and then i went to this i joined the gym and it just kind of went from there it wasn't a very conscious decision to go all the way or where you know I, this is the body i want and this is where i want to be or any of that right. it just like i want to get started and let's see where it goes from there you know i grew up the fat kid too um and i've always been on the heavier side uh, growing up um or i guess now if you look at my body i am not as um tellingly um obese or anything like that like if you look at me now there's almost no evidence that i grew up fat kid or or you know any of that but um for me too i think that weight loss uh tran- like that transition in my body um kind of took place around 2021 when i was like 20 21 years old and so 
I kind of resonate with that aspect too. And for me, it it just kind of happened on its own uh, with getting, you know, a more regular workout schedule, getting on like a better diet over here, just adopting healthier lifestyle and like, you know, figuring out what worked and what didn't work for me. And like a lot of it was fueled by like this time around like when it did actually work for me it only succeeded because I wanted to be healthy and not because I wanted to lose weight the weight loss was just a byproduct and I couldn't be bothered I honestly could not be bothered um the slightest bit if I didn't lose weight because weight loss or not I just wanted to get healthier at that point because I also struggled with PCOS um Because of, you know, since I had PCOS as well, it was, you know, I think adolescence was especially rough for me as a girl. Um, And, you know, I was just not able to lose weight. um, And college was really stressful. I was eating, I was in a new country. I was eating new kinds of foods. I was in a new weather, new, different, just everything was new. And I remember, I think, end of freshman year, I went home. um, And... I remember my mom looking at me and going, we need to do something. Mm. Um, I weighed nearly 85 kgs um, end of freshman year, which is um, for a girl of my height um, and, and build, it, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty heavy. It's not healthy. Um and I remember going to a dietitian and her saying, listen, you're such a smart kid and you're so capable, but people are going to look at you and just make all kinds of assumptions yeah. Yeah. because of the fact and, and you need to do something about this. You know what I'm saying? And, and so I think that was like my first rude awakening where I was like, no, no, I really need to like take care of my health. Like this has gone on long enough. And I feel like, I have resorted to like all kinds of like quick and easy like ways to get rid of it. And like always in the name of, I don't know, pleasing someone else or looking uh, or like matching some kind of beauty standard. But then I think this time around, I was kind of like, okay, no, I really need to like assess my own health because my PCOS was also making me insulin resistant, which is Mm. not a good thing. Um, And my doctor was like, well, it's only a matter of time before things just spiral completely out of hand from here. And I think that's kind of when I started taking like a more sustainable approach to even looking at my body. So I was just Mm -hmm. like, I don't think what works for others is working for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Clearly, because everything that others are doing, I'm trying to do and it's just not working. Mm They'd be like, oh, don't eat, don't eat rice, eat only uh, rotis and chapati because, um, you know, it's less carb. And um, South Indians eat a lot of rice. I mean, we eat only rice. All of them. We eat rice for every single meal. We eat nothing but rice. And I grew up um, in a very, very South Indian Tamil household. Mm. Um, And so I... Again, uh, I think for at least the first 10 years of my life, there wasn't a lot of roti, chapati, any of that in our diet. There was idli, dosa, you know, there was maybe upma one one, one or two times, you know, like 
and it was mostly just rice and korma and sambar and all of that and i think you know kind of just like trying to change that approach with you know what my body was even used to growing up and just like starting to eat nothing but bread because it's lesser carbs or whatever like that was not doing my body any favors and i didn't realize that until you know like very very late um because that's something that a lot of doctors advice that i did you know whenever we you know go to dietitians or doctors or whatever cuz you know playing sports growing up i i was in and out of a lot of doctors offices i mean i was doing everything they were asking me to do they were like don't eat and i was like fine i won't eat and they were like well eat only bread and i was like fine i'll eat only bread they were like no 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 eat only fruits and drink only water and i'm like cool i'll do that and they were like no when you wake up eat one almond and then after that followed by just give five minutes break and then you have to drink like one entire glass of like lemon water with honey and like five different spices in it and then like exactly 3 hours and 27 minutes later you have to have like three different bananas and and it's like what the fuck okay fine i'll do all of it and i did all of it and none of it worked yeah. and i was so frustrated at the end of it i also noticed a shift in me being perceived by others did you notice that shift yeah so i actually had a slightly different experience with doctors i didn't have uh, so i had like breathing issues growing up which were mm-hmm. more to do with allergies and stuff but as i was growing older uh, the doctors began pointing out uh, that my weight could also have an impact in on my lung capacity and things like that but mm-hmm. the way they put it was different and it, in fact it i think this has been reflected and i don't know if it's been done as like proper research but like um that doctors themselves kind of attribute certain uh-huh. health issues and things like that that might be owing to other factors they attribute yep. that to your weight right so yep. i had uh, a lot of doctors kind of put it to me in a very condescending way when i was younger yes that i needed yeah. to lose weight and things like that right but mm-hmm. uh, what happened was that n- none of that actually actually came i want to sorry yeah. sorry to interrupt but like one thing it's not even condescending they would it would i don't know if you've ever like noticed it but there would always be this like undertone of disgust yeah 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 They're like how are you so young and so yeah. heavy and so yeah. unhealthy and I'm like what the fuck do you know about me do you know that I I swim 4 kilometers a day what the hell like do you know anything about me I'm just just cuz I'm heavy but you know there would there would always be there, it wasn't even condescension it was just like pure just disgust yeah. it would have and I'm just I would always be really confused cuz I'd be this like 13 year old kid just yeah, like completely confused. I mean, I don't know what I think that's that's speaking to that which is where I'm getting to the perception bit in the sense that for some reason being fat is a license for anybody to talk to you the way they like no matter mm. like that is like one of the few things that people still feel comfortable being as shitty about uh you know even as a doctor who is supposed to be you know somebody who is very uh who know, who is supposed to understand your health and kind of address the real issues behind why you are a certain way but yeah it's it, that's that's never been 
I think that's uh, something that the doctors that I've been to have never really considered. And that actually, I, I what ended up happening wasn't that what the doctors told me about what my health, in what ways my health would be better off or change if I lost weight. Like that didn't really, uh, you know, affect my the the reasons I started working out or started trying to lose weight. But it did, like. It was a little spite. In fact, I remember this one particular incident when I'd gone for like a general health checkup and I had just begun to like uh, working workout and started losing a little weight. So I had stretch marks. So when the doctor looked at the, looked at the stretch marks and uh, so because obviously because I was heavy, I had uh, I had breast uh, sort of presences, right? And mm-hmm. she looked at that and she was like, "Do you want to get like a reduction surgery?" I'm like. Uh- what is I came to just for you to tell me I'm healthy, which I was. I didn't have any like major health issues, or I wasn't. Um, uh, there, are, there are obviously you know concerns about being mildly diabetic or whatever. If you were, or none of that was the case. Mm-hmm. She just looked at my body and decided that she had the license to talk to a 17 year old like that, and it was very strange to kind of hear that from somebody who who's supposed to be a professional right like you wouldn't Mm. hear that from most other so-called professionals you wouldn't expect to hear that about any other condition of yours they won't like so it's it's so at that point i was i was very confused at that point about how i was feeling but in the months after that in fact, even she even, I remember, yeah, she even pointed, like, I had dry skin. I had, like, flaky skin, which had mm-hmm. nothing to do with this, obviously, which, which yeah. was confirmed with the, you know, dermatologist later. But that was the first thing she benefited for some reason. She wasn't like, oh, maybe you have dry skin for such and such reason. She was just like, you're fat, which is why your skin's dry. I'm like, please explain why. She's just like, no, fuck you. This is, this is why. And if you're fat, your skin has to be dry. Yes, you're, everything about you is unhealthy. That's the assumption, right? So that just kind of, it, it, a lot of these factors just, it became a way for me, like the weight loss became a way for me to say, kind of alienate uh, what was actually what I needed to work on versus what other people mm-hmm. thought I needed to work on. So you know, there were obvious benefits to losing weight in, in the most conventional sense, as in conventional appearance, uh, right. in terms of, uh, you know, even con- self-confidence and things like that. But right. I think the, the, those reactions to uh, how people perceived me in terms of that shift from being the fat kid, even during that process of losing weight, it mm-hmm. I, I wasn't thinking about that as much as I was thinking about ensuring that that wasn't getting in the way. It wasn't getting in the way of um, who I wanted to project myself as being. But right. the fact was that that doesn't work. It doesn't work for too long. In that, so this is why I, this is when I ended up writing the blog that uh, you read, was that mm-hmm. I realized that 
usually people end up talking about when you are fat when you are extremely overweight or you haven't really made efforts to lose a lot of weight or they talk about the you know the the end of the fitness journey where they've just like <laughs> they're zipped and they have bulging muscles and shit and right. like for me that i felt like that was a very uh very polarized uh way to talk about weight loss because to get to uh, i mean obviously there were health reasons and social reasons for not wanting to um uh, for uh, wanting to lose weight rather and at the same time there are not everybody has or even wants to you know go to the gym all the time eat like salads to 365 days all three meals to you know get the most lean body and look like all of those uh, success stories and <laughs> that was so like i i was happy to get to a place where i was able to be confident enough about myself in the body i was while still uh, not you know hearing the, the 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 comments and everything that were being passed when i was much heavier but what was surprising to me was that that didn't actually change the way i thought they would in that a lot of the 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 like i remember uh, uh, this very distinctly was that i mean and this is a very typically college especially in engineering indian engineering so yeah with this girl that i liked and i did like uh, i'd asked her out she said no and that became i mean that it was over and then after like i lost a lot of weight after that and one day mm-hmm. this friend of mine would never really talk to me about my weight except in a couple of you know offhand remarks of haha you're fat just mm-hmm. he sat down next to me and he was like uh yeah you know one of my friends was saying the other day now that you've lost so much weight why don't you ask her out again like like you said and i was wow. like you never felt comfortable like people have this like there is a certain level of awareness that you know when you're that fat you know being talking about your weight is rude but right. you begun that journey there's like oh you you know now that you are fat and weird so now that now we can tell you all of this stuff which was something expecting <laughs> i was like mm-hmm. you why do you feel comfortable you know pointing like being so explicit about that in your head at least the relation between Uh, appearance and who i was in in my social life right no so, no like, that is that is that that actually brings me to like a really interesting like a like a really really interesting point which is the whole um art of complimenting someone <laughs> backhandedly yeah. Yeah. and telling them that they look great now that they're losing weight and they should continue yeah. to like you know what i'm saying when you've yeah. begun that process they realize that okay they 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 put two and two together they're like okay so this person has come to terms with the fact that they're fat and need to do something about it and so now it is okay for us to also point it out yeah. and so um you know and and they think that they are trying to in a way I, i don't know if they do this in a way to hurt us or in a way to genuinely compliment us but you know you'll get a lot of wow like you're looking a lot better now that you're losing weight 
and that's when it also ties into you know these ideas of uh which is it, it, the the context for that was even more interesting to me because there was that um sort of underlying assumption of you are more masculine the more weight you lose and you can use that masculinity to assert yourself to women in a very weird way like that wasn't you know it was it was very out of the blue i remember that conversation being very out of the blue and this assumption that you know now just the person who said no to me then said no mm-hmm. to me only because i was overweight and now that i'm not as overweight you know that 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 is one weird sort of you know twist of logic so it was it becomes this um i i feel like that sense of masculinity is very much tied in ways that we haven't quite like talked about yet that mm. too much of the body but also that image being an assertion of masculinity mm. right i realized like in hindsight there was a weird uh, sort of assumption of uh, being able to like play around with with you physically when you were fat like i i don't know you know if this is a common experience but like a lot of people would like come and pinch me on the on the stomach even mm-hmm. my sort of chest area and like they would like weirdly you know uh, it was very there was that's what there's an assumption of that they can play around with your body because it's the sort of source of amusement to mm. that person without really thinking like nobody would you know that's not really a thing among quote and quote normal bodies yep. like people don't really do that with most people but just be, like because this is just the source of amusement to them separate from who you are as yep. a person mm-hmm. they just it was very weird the way they people used to you know and uh, just just treat that the fat as a plaything almost mm-hmm. <laughs> very strange it's almost as if boundaries don't exist the fatter you are mm-hmm. and it's like you can just say what you want i and i mean that physic in like physical boundaries and like verbal boundaries you know they really think that they can get away with saying what they want or poking and touching you because you know as you said yeah it's the fat is a source of amusement it has a lot of lasting impact i want to say into just like well into your adulthood and just like your perception of a lot of things yeah i remember even when you were talking about like the we were talking about that sort of assumption uh, over the even the image of the body Right? like mm-hmm. i remember when one of my worst high school bullies he taken a picture of me sitting or like on the ground sort of so that was especially revealing of how large mm-hmm. i was and he taken this picture and like posted it all over facebook like he was sharing it in groups and he was sharing it on like my facebook wall and it was just wow. it was very dehumanizing in a way that I haven't seen like like even I even like the the comments to it right they are mm-hmm. it's not the regular kind of bullying or like the taunts or the sort of general high school insults it's it there's a there's a sort of weird you know desire to be even more demeaning and insulting 
than to a fat person. Right. Like it's not the regular high school bullying. It's like it's a much more really yeah. personal sort of attack. It's like it's mm-hmm. for some reason it's like it's the worst. Like they can they see people see that you know image as being the worst possible version of even themselves. In a lot of cases, even with like you know kids that are bullied, um, especially for like fat kids, there is very little reinforcement, even from like the administration or like the school authorities and things like that to deal with it. Yeah, and it's it's so it manifests in the weirdest and most like mm-hmm. in way you become this. I remember even like others who were getting bullied. Others, uh, you know, whatever general high school stuff right. would join in on bullying the fat kids because, like, it was you were the easiest target always. Like, mm-hmm. it was always like you. You, could you were always... the bottom of the food chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much. No, no, no. That that's exactly what it is. You were at the bottom of the food chain. You know, as you said, there's that. Even the other kids that would get bullied would bu- like would gang up on the gang up with the rest to bully you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you were you were at the bottom of the food chain. Um, and I get it. I was at the bottom of the food chain too. I was um the absolute bottom of the food chain because I was a fat, dark kid with oily hair, ate curd rice or idlis and polio gara for lunch, and um, it was not cool. It wasn't sexy or glamorous or whatever but then um yeah i don't know i think i think now it's it's very weird because now i'm slowly starting to fit into the ideal body type um and it's not like it's been a gradual shift right it's it's i mean it's taken what like this was second grade when i was at the bottom of the food chain Yeah. And now I have gradually worked my way up the food chain where I'm no longer at the very bottom. And mm-hmm. so it's it's almost interesting for me how a lot of that has revolved around just me losing weight. Yeah. Um it was it was nothing else cuz nothing else changed cuz when I was at the bottom of the food chain then I was still playing tennis and swimming and singing and doing all those things. These are things that I've been doing since I was like four or five years old, dude. Yeah. And I mean, I think the only common factor, the only common denominator is me losing weight. And every time I lose weight, somehow I seem to be perceived better by people. And yeah. it's... um frustrating um i'm relieved that i'm finally getting perceived better yeah but it's but i still have like frustration especially for the for others that i'm like what do you mean like if you're fat you just get dismissed that sounds stupid i don't know and 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 i think that you know again when you talk about things like um uniforms and clothes um i think each you know body type it's very different and you'd have like uniforms that were kind of like mass stitched for you know everyone yeah. at school essentially um and you'd have girls that would have like you know either like bigger breasts or bigger butts or 
you know, that just needed like a bigger chest area and things like that. And that was absolutely not a customization available. And so, you know, I looked all kinds of weird growing up. And I think I didn't even really know how to dress properly for two to three years of college. I think I only started getting somewhat of a handle on it towards like the end of college. And that also, I think, has a lot to do with just like the options I had available as a fat person. As a fat person, I didn't have a lot of, I hated shopping. I mean, I still do hate shopping, but that's only because I still associate, I still have a lot of PTSD from it. Shopping was the worst time for me. Yeah. Um, it would mm. reinforce all kinds of negative yeah. body dysmorphia. Um, it would yeah. literally, I would just buckle to my knees in fear every time I had to go shopping because I didn't know how many sizes up I had gone this time. Yeah. To, you know, like buy pants. So every time like a festival like Diwali or something comes around, my mom is very, um, you know, adamant that we go buy new clothes. And I would shake. I would shake. I would hate it so much. The only clothes I liked buying were sports clothes. Those are the only clothes I liked buying. I like buying shoes, sports shoes and sports clothes. Um, and I, and, and I remember begging my mom to just let me buy Nike, like tennis clothes, tennis gear, instead of buying normal clothes. Cause I played tennis anyway, and I just didn't want normal clothes for the Wally. And she's like, well, but you need normal clothes. You have more than enough mm-hmm. tennis gear. And I just, I begged her, I was like, I don't, I don't want to go get more normal clothes. Cause I just couldn't deal with the fact that, um, I was 12 and shopping in the women's section in mm-hmm. in uh west side <laughs> <laughs> yeah lots of the west side memories it's also strange that like when uh you know we especially when it comes to shopping for clothes it becomes this thing of it's constantly reinforced not that you know there aren't options for you but you don't fit like you're yeah. you're the problem like yeah. it's never about like in many like if you're tall or short you know mm-hmm. you find the right clothes like there are yeah. you you go ahead and like look for the clothes in your size but yep. when you're when it comes to you know being fat it's the, the the immediate response isn't okay so let's figure out which clothes work for you it's more about okay clearly nothing is going to work for you so just get what you can Yep. Like that is, yeah. So that kind of that from this, it, it, that just kind of adds up to that sense of you being something that is, is uh, that that's that separates you instantly from mm-hmm. you know everybody else, and it becomes another additional way to you know uh, it basically because I remember. It otherizes yeah. you from like it like alienates you from like mainstream society. Yeah. It, they they're just telling you that you're so different that you're just you're not capable of looking you as good. As, you're not allowed to those. look as good as the rest of them. Stereotypically, women and girls love the idea of shopping. 
Um, so growing mm. up again, like when it came to like hanging out, finding friends, they would all want to go to the mall. I never wanted to go to the mall. Yeah. I yeah. never, the mall was the scariest place on the planet for me. I never wanted to go to the mall. I would want to go to yeah. Landmark. I would go to, <laughs> I wanted to go watch a movie. I'm down to go to yeah. the arcade and play games, but I would yeah. physically shake if I ever had to go to the mall. But I, and like that sort of, um, you know, when you realize, when you see those, even f- a, a couple of instances when, you know, uh, you see in others' faces or their expressions that they've kind of, they they look at you and see how fat or overweight or whatever you are, mm-hmm. it kind of becomes this uh, mindset of everybody looks at you the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, even if that's not necessarily the case. Like, I, I remember even till, I mean, that's still a little bit of a thing that I have in my head is that if, especially when I go uh, to food court, so somewhere where I'm eating publicly, mm-hmm. like if I'm carrying a plate of food, I have this, I had this much more intensely for the longest time that anybody who would look at me uh, carrying this plate of food would be thinking that, oh, why is this fat kid mm-hmm. eating so much? He's already fat. Right. So it'd be like any sort of anybody laughing around you it became this, uh, you know, I was, I, I would just assume that they were laughing at me. I became because... so hyper aware. Yeah. I became so and... hyper aware of how much space I was taking or how much I was eating yeah. or not eating. You know what I mean? Like my existence yeah. just became so painful just for me because I was overthinking yeah. everything because I was convinced that everyone... And and not that not that it was all in my head or anything, because it, it is true. People were looking at me that way. It was just like not all the time, but it just did, you know, constantly give me that like paranoia of like I need to watch everything, the way I sit, the way I walk, the way I am, and just because I'm fat. Yeah. And I can't just for a second just be like, you know, so what if I just sit weird and my body rolls just chill? I really still hate when like so it, it's it's this weird sense of realizing that there is a uh, a hyper aversion to looking or being fat, mm-hmm. but at the same time, a lot of thin people like it's this. I re- recognize that a lot of even thinner people buy into the ridiculous standards of fitness that yeah. uh, you know that everybody has, but it. It's like the more when around a objectively overweight person, when somebody says, "Oh, I've become so fat," or "I look so fat in this," it's always a very like uh, you know, it's that's what I get it. But at the same time, it feels like you know, they it feels like a jibe at you. It feels like you know. This this is even if I in this little bit of a uh, uh, body belly role that I that this thin person is getting, mm-hmm. they itself feel weird about it. Then why do you not feel better? Mm-hmm. It becomes that way, right? And that it, it it just becomes this sense of you always having to be on your guard about how you look, yeah. like pulling down your shirt in a particular way, standing up straight, this that and all that. And you're always you know, ensuring you always feel like there's eyes on you, yep. which also 
makes it very difficult to feel confident like a lot when people say just you know you need to be confident in yourself but you feel like you're when you feel like you're being judged all the time yeah it's very difficult to quote and quote be and be confident in who you are because yeah. you feel like who you are nobody wants to see or like see so it's it's not uh you know it's it's very difficult to no the confidence aspect and i'll yeah. tell you this right like the confidence aspect that people are like oh yeah just like be confident listen confidence is something <laughs> that i think is reinforced um in very small ways and like like yeah. really small things kind of like a month i'm almost confused sometimes when people make that conscious decision to not have more inclusive sizes in their you know in their fashion lines in in their what is the problem with having more sizes there is almost this like subtle imply like subtly implied hated towards not subtly implied it's almost just like we don't want fat people associated with our brand we just like yeah, we but... don't even want you we don't care if you're even going to make us more money we don't care even if it's like financially a great decision to be doing this cuz like we will be selling so many more clothes but we just don't even want to be associated with the image of fat people like i we never want fat people wearing what we make Like... I remember this. I think campaign was. If let me make sure. Yeah, Abercrombie and Fitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the CEO at some point made this remark that literally saying that a lot of people don't belong in our clothes. Like they don't want the not so cool kids in mm-hmm. there to be associated with their clothes. You don't. They don't want that sort of image to be associated with their brand. I think they even didn't carry. Yeah, let me. Yeah, they didn't carry double XL and XL sizes till 2013. So like that. That's a very conscious decision. Yeah. It's not a, you know, it's not a subtle or like oh we just forgot to do it. Yeah. It just it's while this person, I mean, this CEO was dumb enough to like say it out loud. A yeah. lot of them, I mean, they, a lot of brands do make that decision very very consciously and. And you want to know that another brand what... that actually blew my mind. So one one brand in specific is Soch. Now Soch is an Indian yeah. brand um uh, that makes Indian clothes. It makes kurtas and and lehengas and and things like that for for like you know Indian women. And I remember going to Soch and in Indian women are we we're curvy women. Yeah. Indian women are curvy women like that's I mean more that's I guess like you know a lot of them are and um it's an Indian brand right um in me I am an Indian woman I I do have um a bigger butt and I remember going to search and everything would fit me right up until my torso ended mm I would not be able to pull anything down below that. And I was very mm. confused because mm. it wasn't like I'm the only one with that body type because if I was wearing western clothes I'd be like fine maybe they're making clothes just for skinny white people. Yeah. But <laughs> this was yeah. an Indian brand making Indian clothes for Indian people. A lot of these brands 
have this like even like Indian brands have this like aspiration for to push a more like Western body type and a Western beauty standard on their like non-Western audiences. And I don't get it. I'm like, why are you doing that? I feel like that is tied into a certain sense of what seems uh, cool or like modern. Like a lot of the the outfits that align with that consumerist image mm-hmm. is wear is Western wear. And yeah. that Western wear is tailored to a very different body type. So automatically, you know, there is that assumption that all the other clothes must also follow that body type in order to be treated by the consumer as as aspirational or as as a brand that uh people want to buy i don't know where that um link sort of takes place but i feel like i mean just by just with the with the imagery associated with even brands and thing it's is uh you know it's it's why are there so many white people modeling indian like yeah. when did that thing like even on indian mall like even posters so many of them for so long it, even like many brands still are uh, they like white people modeling indian this i'm so frustrated sometimes you know i i get i get really frustrated sometimes um because i feel like i come out and i complain and i'm like ah and then and then i go back and i'm like well but just because i complain doesn't mean they're just going to add more sizing so i guess yeah. i'm just going to have to lose weight to fit into these clothes yeah. or i just won't yeah and i mean like even amongst like people you know even like among friends it's there's that i mean even when people point out that hey listen you don't whether out of a sense of this doesn't work for you or just like haha you're fat mm-hmm. like when people point out you know uh, that you don't look that good in a particular outfit or they do, they think this outfit doesn't suit you mm-hmm. it's never hey why don't we find what looks good for you yeah it's always like you look bad in this full stop end of end of no or like, you know or you know what you'll get you'd look better in that if you lost weight yeah that yeah always. you will always get a you would look better in that if you lost weight i have gotten so many so like over my life so many of the you would look better in that if you lost weight or you yes. would just look yes. better in general if you lo- I've gotten you're really pretty but you'd look better if you lost weight. I've gotten that <laughs> so many times. I've gotten that every um I got that all through college. I got that all through high school. Um yeah. I was pretty for a fat girl or whatever. Um Yeah. Yeah, yeah what the hell does that mean? What fat girls aren't pretty? What the hell? Um <laughs> and um Yeah and and then I would get and then when I lost the weight I got a lot of oh my god don't lose any more weight now you're looking great <laughs> Um uh, yeah <laughs> and it it's people who's you know ostensibly you know I want the best for you or like people mm-hmm. who you like otherwise or your friends or your relatives or your family or, and it's and it's weird because you know like a lot of the decisions that they take are the ones that 
you know influence your lives in certain ways yes. like if you go out if you're going out for a meal like it's always on you to if you take an extra helping it's on you right like if you take if you if you're not you know if you haven't uh it, it just becomes everything becomes personalized to you it's never about nobody else is willing to take you know responsibility for how they treat you yep it's always you always take responsibility like it's just you are fat so i will treat you like this what are you going to no do? exactly it's yeah cuz cuz you know i'm the kid in the birthday party that probably needs three slices of pizza i'm not full with two but you know the parents are like yeah each kid will get two slices of pizza so we'll order two large pizzas and then i go in for a third and they're like oh honey yeah and i'm like oh <laughs> and i got a question from a friend asking me and this was a genuine question um and she was like i don't know what the protocol is and she was confused and she was like i don't know what the protocol is when i compliment someone when they've lost weight should i do it or should i not um and and i know this has been like their fitness goal which is why i want to compliment them um yeah. but i don't want them to you know construe this otherwise and so how what is the what is the appropriate way to have a conversation about how someone looks good um and compliment them and then um supreme i'll have you answer it what do you think is the appropriate way to compliment someone when they look good i don't think so this is Uh, i'm going to connect this to something else that i was thinking about which is that i i don't know if this is a bit of a hot take but i feel like a, a a problem that i personally have at least with the body sort of positivity movement or whatever is that it's this sort of drive to push the idea or, or that you know that catchy phrase of fat is beautiful or big is beautiful or whatever my problem with that is everything is being framed in that sense like i don't want you to think you know i i'm fine with you not thinking that's your personal problem that you don't think fat beautiful i don't give a fuck i don't want yeah. this to be a factor in how you think of me as a person yeah. that's my goal like i don't care about body positivity in the sense that uh you know what i am everything is beautiful like that i don't that's not really something that i'm concerned about but i am it is important for me that uh that appearance does not factor into what you think of me as a person yeah. like those beauty standards are should be should become meaningless yeah that's my sort of approach to this which is why i think like when like framing it as a compliment is I think it can be done in the sense of oh hey you've lost weight was that something you were trying to do you you were cool you congratulations on achieving that rather than uh you know in, immediately imposing this hey you look better now mm-hmm. right like instead of making that leap from oh you've lost weight so you look better now to me and directly leaping to oh you look better now it's more like oh have you lost weight or like it, it's it's just an observation right yep. it shouldn't be a compliment it's just an observation of oh you've lost weight was that something 
you wanted to do or like have you been working out mm-hmm. things like that and i'm like yeah cool i have i you know uh that was uh that was this is the sort of path that i'm on it's a conscious decision for me to lose weight mm-hmm. for whatever reason i don't think it's necessary to get into the why of it because it's not every sort of person needs to know that in my opinion. but it's like i if there's a conscious decision to have done that and it is something because it does take work yeah. and if that work pays off in a way that is you know amenable to the one who put in the work right then that's fine right if observation that your work paid off right but that being complimentary by itself mm-hmm. of like okay you look good now because you've lost weight becoming you know you look good now like is is not the way i want to hear it like it's not it, I, i don't want it to be put in a way of like oh now that you've lost weight i can say that oh you didn't look good when you didn't when you were heavier mm. like that's also a weird thing that happens a lot is like now i can tell you that you look like shit right like i don't i think the same person you're still telling me that how is this so you to you're basically telling me you valued me as a person less then mm-hmm. but telling the same person that like it doesn't change how you felt about me before yep no i think that is very true because you know for me personally i you know my response to that question was i was like well if you think they look good just tell them they look good leave it at that <laughs> hmm and then it gives them the opportunity to like if they are consciously working on it and putting in the effort and want it to be acknowledged they're going to bring it up i'd rather you just not even ask if i've been trying to lose weight i'd just rather you ask if anything was different since the last time you saw me and if i choose to disclose it because it's something that i've been working on i think you know then you can go oh like i commend your effort and you know that takes work and blah 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 and commend my effort not the fact that the weight's gone yeah. you know cuz i don't look better now because the weight is gone i'm putting in the effort i'd rather you laud the effort than the lost weight but whether whether formerly fat people especially like to admit it or not um you have a mental burn book of <laughs> people that wronged you pre weight loss i do yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah. you have a lot of resentment it's a lot of anger and a lot of it yes it's called for like i understand why that anger is <laughs> and i understand where it's coming from but i definitely had to like i was like well this is not good uh, and i had to work <laughs> through that anger in therapy personally um just cuz there's a lot of that resentment i don't know if you had that problem as well for me it's been more like i some of my like closest friends have said that and i've had these conversations with them as to why it makes me uncomfortable i feel like there are some people who will take that as oh i didn't realize you know i was saying something that was hurtful or i was saying something that that i didn't even realize uh you know was something that affected you right and point that out there even if they don't exactly fix it's it's at least an acknowledgement that they said or did something wrong 
but right. there is another group of people which is just like you should have taken it as a joke or you should have taken it as uh, and as an invitation to improve yourself or whatever and that is when i'm like you know what mm-hmm. you have no reason to continue to ignore like yeah. i've had like former bullies like high school bullies try to reach out and be apologetic now i'm like i told you then that you were being a dick you didn't i mean i don't want to forgive you anymore yeah like no, you I, made it several times over yep no i i know exactly what you mean cuz sometimes i you know sometimes i say forgive and forget kirti it's all in the past they've all grown become better now you know everyone knows better now um and that's that's the other thing that like i think especially having been through something like that when i was really really young uh whereas okay almost if it was it was very okay to fat shame people and now it's becoming more and more not okay uh but and and so you know there's the same people that used to fat shame me that are now talking out about body positivity and and you know inclusivity and things like that and and i genuinely do want to believe they've become better i do and and you know what i do actually believe and not and not that i just want to believe i do believe they've become better um but there's just no part of me that can forget the fact that they did actually fat shame and bully me like that's not going away that happened and you know i think that it was like a lot of work for me to kind of try and reconcile the fact that people are capable of growth and change uh when it came to especially this kind of stuff um especially when you've been like person like a personal victim of something like that you know yeah, yeah. Um, but i think right it's i it, good on you that you become a better person but like that does not change what you did do to me so it's yeah I I I don't need to be part of your recovery like yeah. your journey to becoming a better person. Yeah, exactly. Context, right like and this is also one of them like you don't need to accept your bully for your bully to become a better person. They can be a better person independent of you in their life. Yeah. Yep, exactly. No, exactly. Whether or not you're going to acknowledge it or not, they they're the person that they are independent of you. So Yeah. No. Uh, That's yeah. Fine. You can live your life. I can live mine. I just don't want. That kind of brings me to like a really interesting kind of question for you which is um you know kind of centered around just like family and mm. body image and what kind of I guess like you know especially i feel like you know uh growing up in an in indian family for me it meant that it it almost felt like everyone was entitled to a say in my body and how i looked yeah. um aunts uncles grandparents um uh, second cousins third aunts i don't know like some 15th aunt's dog's cousin like sure like everyone just felt entitled essentially to having an opinion on how i looked um was that something that you kind of experienced as well 
I had it, and I think the sort of uh, the entitlement that you spoke about is something that uh, men don't have to deal with as much as women do, especially in Indian families. Uh, but I think it came about more as I was losing weight, which is again, which is was a strange part for me, was that when I was losing weight, and so when people began to think that I was recognizing that I was overweight. They mm-hmm. felt they could. Then they were now free to, you know, pass the comments that they were holding in all this time. So that was what ended up happening. Was that you know when I started losing weight, everybody had advice and everybody was like, "Oh, this is what you should have done all this time." Like, right. This is unhelpful to me now. I don't need to hear any of this now. I know what I'm doing. I know uh, how to do it. I can do it by myself. Like I don't need your inputs on you know uh, on things that it, it, because it's always framed in a I know what's best for you way. It's yeah. never framed in a way of um, you know, hey, I know you're doing this. Let me help you. Yeah. Right. So that's the that's the sort of uh, I I think. Especially when you were in your, you know, uh, late teens to your early twenties, that becomes starts to become. It's couched in this concern, apparent concern that Mm -hmm. oh, now that you're in college, be more people are looking, not want to better, and things like that. But I think that's that sort of thing comes in later for men. I. No, I think that's kind of where I've had like a little bit of a different experience where, and I think a lot of, you know, Indian women will resonate with the whole, if you're fat, like you won't find a husband, uh, it'll be hard for you to find a, a husband or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, you know, growing up would see a lot of these like brides trying to lose weight right before their weddings like they'd get a trainer and they would go on these like crazy diets and Mm. you know it it was crazy growing up for me I was definitely a lot more policed in how I looked um Mm. how fat I was things like that um you know I'd be asked to lose weight I'd be asked to you know it'll be more feminine or whatever um and and i think that that's the other thing you know growing up a lot of feminine clothes wouldn't really fit me right because because i was bigger and so i'd wear a lot of boyish clothes Mm -hmm. i wear a lot of t-shirts and shorts and i'm talking like dad shorts and jersey shorts and t-shirts you know Mm. so it was I basically like w- grew up wearing just lesbian gear, <laughs> and mostly because I was very, very scared to wear any clothing that even revealed how I looked mm-hmm. um, to to people that were seeing me. You know, because I knew there was like going to be an immediate kind of reaction to how I looked and an equation. Um, of how you know fat or thin I was to how desirable I'd be um, um 
or suitable I would be for marriage. And um, that would just, I don't know, fight or flight would just switch on immediately for me. So I always preferred wearing baggy clothes that, or like, I'd always like wear hoodies and stuff on top. I'd, you know, kind of just like never even wear clothes that yeah. fit me right. Uh, to be yeah. honest, just because I, I didn't want anyone to see my body. And as you said, like, it starts off as concern. A lot of them are like, yeah, it's concern because, you know, you're fat, you're a kid, blah, blah, blah. And then it, they cross that line, though. Yeah. A lot of times. Yeah. They cross that line time and again, and it gets really toxic. And I remember, uh, I remember going, meeting my relatives after I lost weight. Uh, and getting a lot of, oh, you look better now that you've lost weight. Uh, and I remember having like a complete meltdown on my way back home in the car with my mom. Because I was like, you know, my body is going to keep changing. Like, I've, I'm thin now. Sure, maybe. like may, yeah. Or like, not thin even. I am not fat anymore now. Yeah. Um, I don't know, give it three years, maybe I will become fat again, you know? And so what? As long as I'm just healthy, I don't care. But I remember having a meltdown going, oh my God, like, I don't know if I can deal with this every time because now I feel like I've set some kind of expectation. Mm. Now that I've lost weight, that I have to, like, look like this. And if I, I will have failed my entire purpose in life if I gain weight after this, you know? There's like that pressure almost to keep that weight off because if you don't, you will have failed. Yeah. And I I remember just like breaking down my mom's car and just being like, I like my body is the most volatile thing. I don't even know what my body wants half the time, you know. I just I don't know, man. Like it just be like that, you know? And so I wouldn't be entirely surprised if like two years from now I'm fat again and then like and then two more years from then, I'm not again. And it's like, it's going to change and grow with time and with your surroundings and with circumstances. And I mean, now I had the time to probably like work out and spend time in the gym. Maybe when I'm 40, I won't have that same luxury anymore. You know, Think, like things are going to change and my body is going to obviously evolve with all of that. And so I remember having that like meltdown because I was like, well, I I feel like this is the first time I've like actually lost weight and I'm not fat anymore in my life. And I feel like if I gain weight again, I will have failed everyone, including this like extended family of like third and fifth cousins (laughs) that have something to say about the fact that I look so good now that I have lost weight. I mean, especially now with, so I gained weight during the lockdown. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't able to go to the gym. Obviously, it's. I mean, it was. It was a strange time for everyone, and you know, you you fall off the off the treadmill, so to speak, in many yeah. ways. You fall. You you kind of you. This period has been such that you lost. You lose some of that rigor and that discipline that allowed you to, um, you know, do the work to lose that weight. And but I think for the first time now, which is maybe a positive sort of thing that's happened in the past few years is that I'm okay with that. Is, is is that I know that my health is not tied. I know I'm healthy. I know that my weight is purely a uh, 
physical and aesthetic uh, problem that some people have. So for me, it's but that's the thing, right? But it's still you can't you 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 can only do that. You can only allow yourself that strength and that sort of resilience to what other people say and think of you because people as soon as you do gain back a weight it you lost weight before you know you've gained weight now don't you feel bad or like it's it, there is an assumption that once you've lost weight the first time that's the end of it. like yep. now you're not going to gain weight again you're not uh, or like if you do you failed in your like the the first weight loss was a failure i'm like that that doesn't change which is the sad part but you know the the hope is that uh recognizing your own body's capabilities and strength is 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 what we can do and from there what the other which is something that I, is is what is one of the things that really stuck with me through therapy working through body image issues in therapy was that you know people are going to as much as it sucks people are going to think a certain way about what being fat means uh or even just you know just general weight gain it's not even about being overweight in it's just weight gain is enough to set off alarm bells in, in people so yeah it's 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 an attempt to like any weight loss or gain is just it's part of living now for us. so that's just it is what it is there's nothing else to there is no longer an uh, uh, i no longer have to should justify that right and i think no that definitely does take a lot of work and it takes a lot of you know therapy or <laughs> Yeah. work and it just it's hard to to get there but i think it's it's i'm happy for you that you've you've reached that point and i think that's honestly like pretty aspirational in terms of like how you know people should be looking at their bodies it's it's not i think like the weight is just one metric yeah and it has to be put in context with the rest or it yeah. alone is meaningless and has absolutely no importance um in my life anymore like if yeah. I, i think like that's kind of it's not to say like yeah ignore your weight but to say your yeah, weight yeah. is the sole metric based on which you will be assessing your self-worth or accomplishments in life or a sense of success or failure then i think mm-hmm. that's pretty skewed you know like it does, definitely has to it's it's such a small part of the pie and on that note prem <laughs> yes i know we've been speaking for like a while now yeah but what is like what do you think for someone that is i don't know like listening in right now what would you i guess like to say in conclusion when it just comes to body image or when it comes to either their own personal journeys whether or when it when it comes to like perceiving other people like you know what would you kind of want to say 
I think this is something that I took a while for me to accept, but I think it's okay to, you know, uh, take the journey that makes sense to you at that time. Like, in in like I didn't, to be very honest, I didn't lose weight out of feel, wanting to feel good about myself. I wanted other people to look at me as better looking, and that was. I think that's okay. Like that, it's it's okay to. start in a place where you know um you are trying to you know uh, fit social conventions and all because you as you kind of go down that journey mm-hmm. you realize certain things about yourself and then those social conventions no longer make sense or seem necessary but right. that sort of journey to um you know uh acceptance of whatever path that uh, very same journey takes right. does take a while so i think anything that sets you on that path or doesn't or you're like perfectly happy with where you are is you know is 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 equally valid in its own way i don't think there is a certain right or wrong reason to want to be a certain way or right. i think that is just it's very complex and complicated as to like each individual has their own as to uh why they they feel a particular way about their body about their right. appearance whether they are skinny or whether they're fat or short or whatever right i think it it's changing that or not changing that is a very personal decision uh mm-hmm. so i think just you know uh, it shouldn't stop you from you know figuring it out for yourself like whatever makes sense to you then <laughs> yeah no that's that's that's, that's it, my point is as simple as uh you know not letting uh, what is right or wrong about that weight loss journey or whatever your anything related to your appearance stop you from doing what makes sense right no i think that makes sense because uh for me personally you know it started off i've had like you know a few diff, like a few attempts at it i had a few stabs at trying to lose weight so each time was inspired by something yeah. different you know once it was my hormones once it was other people bullying me once it was you know just it was something of what i wanted was like wanting to fit into some pair of pants it was something or the other every single time yeah. uh but whatever i think like journey i've been on i thought one thing that kind of stays consistent through it is just that um you're going to have to like be very kind and accepting of your body because it's trying its absolute fucking best whether you try whether you want to believe it or not like it's like your body is trying its absolute fucking best and it's only going to give you what you give it you know and treat it with the kindness that it like kind of deserves i think um and and we forget to do that towards our own self sometimes and we demand it of others uh but a lot of times i'm just like no like you know kind of like be okay with that's kind of and i think that's why like even for me personally i've started in my closet i don't throw away clothes that i've 
that I'm like, oh, that's too big for me now and I don't get rid of it instantly. I keep a few sizes bigger and smaller in my closet all Mm -hmm. the time. Like mentally allow myself that flexibility of it's fine. Mm -hmm. Like you can gain and lose weight. You'll still have clothes because the clothes are supposed to fit you, not the other way around. Um, And yeah, and, and I think that that's a great way to kind of end this episode. Thank you so much, Prem, for coming on and kind of like discussing your journey. And I know it's like super personal and stuff. So I'm like glad that you had this conversation. And like this shit is as someone that's been through a lot of the similar stuff that you've been through, I know it like has like a lasting impact on you. And I know it's like heavy shit. So I'm glad. Yeah that you chose to take this heavy shit with me on the pod today. No, I'm glad. I'm, I couldn't, I don't think there's a better person to have had this talk with, so I'm glad I did it. If you enjoyed what you heard um, and want to keep listening to more episodes, smash that follow button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all that shit. Uh, you can also follow on Instagram as well as Twitter at on the podcast. And lastly, but most importantly, drink your water and eat your fiber so you don't spend too much time on the pot. <laughs>